0: Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is season five, episode number four of the UK Cowboys podcast. It's myself and Paul for a little cosy fireside tonight. Uh, the Godfather hopes to be along shortly. Paul, how are things?
1: Yeah, not too bad. I'm happy that we got our win and uh, happy that we had no interceptions. We had basically our defence was on fire once again. Um, a lot of good things to be excited about,
0: yeah. And as always, the comments are, are coming straight in. So, Lebarski yep. is giving us a big let's go, and DJ Dog with a Saxon turnover equals seven points, points given up equals 10. Hashtags doomsday defense,
1: yep, yep, and, that's it.
0: Uh... And Stevie Ladd coming in with Cowboys own New York.
1: <laughs> that's a bit of a nint. Understatement. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely it is. And folks, don't forget to get your comments, get your thoughts, get your opinions into us here. We will pull them up as we go. If we don't pull your comment up immediately, it's because we have something planned later on to bring it and we'll try and bring it in then. But Paul, give us your initial thoughts on the game on um Sunday.
1: I felt we played a very again, a very conservative, like complementary football, again, mm-hmm. from the week before, where we were playing to our strengths. Obviously, we threw the ball a lot more, which a lot of people were criticising the week before. I mm-hmm. find those questions have been answered. And yeah. it didn't have to be big, massive plays in them. but the big difference was that that was consi- consistently moving the ball mm-hmm. up, to, up to the red zone and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a wee bit of frustration with the red zone from there, and there, and we kind of relied more on Brandon Aubrey at the time. Uh, but, 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 other, other than that, there's nothing really much we could really be disappointed about, about the performance. I think. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and you, you, you kind of touched it, touched on it there, and it was not that it was a point of contention amongst us in our own admin chat. But we kind of touched on it on, on Sunday night, kind of saying, you know, is the red zone a little bit of a concern? You know, there was two schools of thought in that, you know, you need to be executing against better teams. And the other school of thought was kind of, we need to control the clock. You know, this is a very good New York Jet, Jets team, right? They're missing Aaron Rodgers. But this team beat a Super Bowl contender in the Buffalo Bills last, last Monday night.
1: Yeah, that, that, I was just about just to say that, like, and this is for the people that are, have been criticizing Dallas, saying, "Oh, you've only beat Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson." I'm like, "Well, one, the Giants were in the playoffs last year, this year, and and so were and and the Jets have a, a very, very talented defense, mm. yeah. right? The, these are the guys that forced the, the so called one of the best QBs in the league, Josh Allen, made them look like nothing, like, yeah. Like Josh Allen now has three interceptions for the year, yeah, already, and Dak is still at zero. So the fact that that's a statistic in itself, and the fact that we've managed to like, and not just that, mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner, C.D. Lamb, what was it like, hundred and forty-three,
0: yeah, hundred forty-three
1: yards, yeah, yep, yeah, thirteen yards average for eleven targets, right, and he's mm-hmm. pretty much up against Sauce Gardner all evening. That mm-hmm. to me shows you how good our, our offense was against a top defense. Yeah. But going back to like so the red zone, I think where the red zone defense is playing much more the, the giant the giants, the Jets strongest point. And yet we still managed to still put points by obviously by field goals, but even still though, but but moving the moving the chains up, up, down the field, we were the better team. We were just a better team overall. It didn't matter if it was Aaron Rodgers or Saquon Wilson. Saquon Wilson did propose a threat in terms of yeah. what I mentioned last week. Is he has the ability what Daniel Jones has, which is escaping the pocket and rushing up the yards. So, and yeah. that's what he did. He got 36 rushing yards. So, yeah. So we did manage, and that and that actually counted the most out of that rushing team. only Their total was 64 yards. Bryce yeah. Hall was only get only had nine yards. Michael Carter, eight yards, Davon Cook, seven yards, and, and someone called Ashton Davis, four yards. Zach Wilson accumulated mm-hmm. more than 50% of those total rushing yards. Yeah, and and, and the, th- the thing about those Zach
0: Wilson attempts, they were all pretty much at the end of the first half when the Cowboys were dropping off to ensure that nothing was going over the top after that Garrett Wilson touchdown.
1: Yeah, no, not totally. Um, I mean, it would have been nice to get another shutout, but at the same time, we were going up against a much better team. Yeah. than the week, than the week before. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um. I, again, I can't think any massive negatives. I thought the offensive line looked good. Yeah. When TJ Bass came in, I thought he looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aduro looked. Phenomenal once again. He made yeah. a, a brilliant, I can't remember, I, th- I think it was like halfway th- way down the field. He sealed the double team block with, t- ty- uh, with Tyron Smith and yeah. managed to move up to the secondary to allow Tony Pollard to gain those extra five yards. Just those three small things make a massive difference. So yeah. I think O'Doga looked phenomenal in that game yeah. while he was in there. So, um, but yeah, um, again, I, I don't want to get way too ahead of myself and stuff. I like want to try and think about the next game forward. Like it's like the Drake Brad Shamal says: take one game at a time. Like, yeah. Don't think, we don't want like I know like Jamie mentioned it, and I and I hope Jamie hasn't jinxed us, but he mentioned Super Bowl already. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. let's just calm, let's just calm down. It is only week two. Like <laughs> finally, the, the analysts are actually starting to kind of say, "Oh yeah, they're kind of legit as well." Yeah. So I'm just like. We're up against the Arizona Cardinals this week yeah. coming up, uh, yeah. which is a game that we should be expecting to win. But mm-hmm. after what they did to the New York Giants, it would not surprise me if they throwing a tank because yeah. what was it? They were 20, 20, 20,
0: 28,
1: 28 now twenty eight now, and they That's lost the game.
0: Twenty it was twenty
1: sorry, twenty-one nil and then I think twenty-eight seven or something like that. Yeah. Even still though, Great. that that yeah. is bad. That is bad from the Cardinals. So yeah. And uh but yeah. Yeah. And and I would not take them lightly still, despite how bad of a yeah. performance in that second half it was for them, but still we just need to take one game at a time and treat them like the best version of that team and yeah. go there and dominate. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: Mark, we're not actually... We're, we're not criticising the team in, in in saying that the, the red zone offence is off. We're just, just kind of discussing the topic, you know, kind of... Like, some people yeah. will be will be annoyed. So, like, we're just trying to give yeah them yeah talk from both sides, you know?
1: Yeah, some people on Twitter were saying it was bad. There was too many yeah. field goals on the map Yes and no, but when you're going mm-hmm. up against a really good defence it's like you can't put like, you can argue like, yeah, we still put points on the board, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I was perfectly fine with it, that's the way I'm seeing it, so I don't think there's anything wrong with our red zone offense as of right now. I'd be yeah. worried if it was against like so Arizona or something like that, or one of the worst teams down the line, yeah, that might be concerning, but I think overall it's been a great performance, so I'm yeah. not. I'm not slating the team at all. No.
0: Um. Another point, and Labarski brings this up, and I thought uh, it. It just reminded me when he said, it, how about Biadish running thirty yards downfield to be in place to recover the fumble?" That shows coaching and the mindset and passion this team has across the board.
1: Yeah, it's the culture now. The culture yeah. is just st- be the be the band, pretty much. Just show your worth within this team, and Bayardish has been—he's getting better and better every year. Yeah, like, like he had the like obviously he had the the weird twenty twenty season. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that was always going to be a pure mystery year with Bayadish coming out of college and that, and he's kind of thrown into the wolves, mm-hmm. mixing in with Joel Looney and that. But since yep. then, since training under Duke Manyweather. He Year after year after year, he's becoming a very valuable asset to the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Mark is just saying again, Coach McCarthy called a perfect offensive game with the Jets covered from the very beginning. And he saw no need to create situations.
1: Exactly. And this is, this is what I mean, like playing complementary football. There was no need for us to do anything flashy. There was no need for us to go throw the ball 50 yards deep or anything like that. There was no need to do it. Any... I'm going to use this as an example. If we still had Kelly Moore as our offensive corners, no doubt in my mind we would have screwed that game up. No doubt. Because the thing is with Kelly Moore, and now the Chargers fans are complaining about this, <laughs> and, we, and we told them so, It's that, Kellen Moore likes to be a show-off. He likes to throw on the trade players just because he thinks he's the bee's knees. But that's not the case. And McCarthy's obviously said, I've had enough of this. I want to run the offense the way I see it, the way it's going to complement my players and how we're going to move the ball forward and put points on the board. And it's clearly shown that in the two games that we've played so far. Yeah.
0: and I'm just going to bring in Kellen Moore's biggest fan right now.
2: Jamie Smith, how are things? Well, so you made that comment, I would all right, I'm gonna blog off now and just listen to listen to you chew Paul's hair off. I feel sorry for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting my head shoot off there. No, I was I was actually I was actually backing Mark's uh, Mark's comment there. So Mark yeah. well, say Mark did make a really Mark Mark's making some great comments. Uh so yeah.
0: I, absolutely like I, I was tuning in last week and watching you guys doing post game and I was loving the comments that Mark was making you know it was really oh, yeah. cool and, and yeah, that's Mark, what we need yeah, to see fans but, interacting
1: yeah definitely Mark you're bringing in some really great questions so keep them firing on coming sir and yeah. Lebowski, DJ Doll, everybody that's in the comments and you've yep. got like so, um, oh god Joe Joe from Italy yeah here we go yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely and and like that I think Joe makes another point and Jamie if you want to pick this up you know in terms of the game on Saturday it is a new offence it's going to take a few games to gel
2: no I think I think you're right this is I know Mike McCarthy's done the, the play calling job plenty of times before but obviously a lot of these players are used to, to Kellen Moore and no, we've we've dug up on it before and said it seemed very rigid and very stru- very structured and what's the word very not not planned. That's not the right word. but Kind of predictable. Yeah, I say predictable. There you go. Cheers, Brian. But mm. I would I would funny enough talking to Mike the other day, um, Brian, and we we touched on it a little bit in the in the um, in the admin group during the game and Paul touched on it just then just while I was listening in, 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 the, in the lobby but, um, it seems a bit more exciting it seems very fluid Does this offence at the minute I know we're only two games in but mm-hmm. it's definitely a sign of things to come like I say it's like you, like even under Jason Garrett like, you, you could predict that on third and ten it was going to probably run the ball to Zeke because Zeke was the main focal point of our offence whereas it, it Although we've got C D Lamb, um, and he's the outright number one wide receiver. Like, There's a lot of guys that can fill in as a number two. Or, like you said, we've got a decent tight end group. So it, it will, will, I feel less predictable. And getting the ball out a lot, um, and as, as, especially as well with, with the running backs, like I said, no, Pollard's our number one. And then there's Dowdle, although obviously there's been a lot of good things coming out of him in the offseason it's still relatively an unknown and obviously Ju- Barnes a rookie so it's there's a lot of options there to be explosive and, and catch teams out because they, they, they don't really know what these guys c- can do
0: so Joe's definitely bringing the fire and he's he's, he's insulting you Jamie he's saying Kellen Moore is 0-2 couldn't happen to a better person
2: <laughs> we, we, we're gonna have words off off of him me and your know, Brian. We've had a few words since I finished work today. So, I I, I think he's all sort of I think he's I think he's got an issue with me, as Brian. I think we're gonna have to set this outside and um, settle it with a game of rocks, the paper.
1: <laughs> can I can I add something in regards to obviously with this game and stuff like mm. that? Compared to at like, least so the Germans, what was the one thing that we said that had to improve going into this game? Well, we, all, we all agreed on this, actually, last week. Mm. It was using our tight ends. Yeah. And...
2: You know, funny you mention that, Paul. you know the worst thing about it is I missed the first touchdown, um, and then I was like, oh, I thought, oh, I bet it will have been proper And then when I saw that it was our I, I boy Jake close, I was like, no, I was like, i am <laughs> well,
1: jump I, <laughs> I guess when you think about it, like Ferguson got the touchdown and and, and, and our uh, second-run draft pick, right? Luke Schumacher got the second uh, sec, uh, his first touchdown for his NFL career as well, so it was a good day for the tight ends, today, even though in terms of uh, yardage and stuff like that, but they were key targets when it comes to putting points on the board. So, um, I mean, just looking over the, the Dallas wide receiving, um stats here. Lamb mm-hmm. got 143. Pollard got 37 yards passing. Tolbert, mm-hmm. who I thought did a really great game, even though he only got three receptions, but he made his presence known for 18 mm-hmm. yards. Rico Dowder got 17 for one uh reception. Mm-hmm. Bruce Fond got 16, Jay Ferguson, uh three targets for eleven. Turpin, one target for nine yards, Gallup, one target for three yards, look shoemaker, one target one touchdown,
2: yeah.
1: one one yard. <laughs> do you know what, do you know what, and, and
2: don't, don't laugh at me for saying this, but do you know what the surri- most surprising stat out of that is? Even though he's wide receiver one, that I'm got over 140 yards, just for the fact that he was, there was all this thing before they get one and him and Sauce Gardner, and I thought, it, I, I didn't think he would have got that many yards, and so yeah. it just shows that, doubt him.
1: Right, Muffet of Apparel kind of thing in it. Whereas, I, yeah, that's the final, Jamie. Like Lamb and Sauce Gardner were basically paired up for the majority of that game, and Lamb made easy work mm-hmm. on him. Like, mm-hmm. but don't get me wrong. There was the whole oh, there was almost an interception by Sauce Gardner, but yeah. and and a lot of people went to jump on that and say, uh, especially Eagles fans out there. That was their main argument, pretty much, to say, oh, but did you not see that almost for us? And the fact is, it wasn't an interception, so just shut up. Is that like their almost Super Bowls that they've won? Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. Honestly, it's becoming... I've actually started to really ignore any feedback from other teams now because um, all they seem to do is they talk more about us rather than their own team right now. And more particularly, so as the Eagles fans, so screw them all. <laughs> I think as well. I'm
2: just going to touch on kind of the tweet you filed the other night, Paul, about Dak stats. and now if if any of a, if any of a quarterback would have started the season the way Dak has, we, that's all we'd hear on all these NFL programs. And because he's obviously the Cowboys quarterback, it's like, well, we're not we're not going to talk about him. And I'm like,
1: that, that's exactly it, Jamie. Like that's the thing, though. Like. Because Dak is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, there's going to be a media scrutiny regardless. Tony Romo had it when he was playing throughout his whole career saying, ah, Romo is not that great. But since he retired, it's like, oh yeah, he's one of the best quarterbacks to never win it. I was mm-hmm. like, how... Like, what's the word? Uh, not ironic. Right? What's, what's the word? Basically... Not two faced, but you know what I mean? It's like you say Mm -hmm. one thing, but you say the other. Double talk. What? Double talk. Yeah. So, and no doubt, if Dak was playing for any other team in the NFL, everyone would be like, oh, yeah, Dak is easily in the top three or top five. Easily. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, it's like, it's, and you've got idiots out there like like, the Sean McCoy and uh, Bart Scott. Like, do you know, And that's a funny thing. Did you see Bart Scott's um, tape saying that the Jets are going to score over two hundred yards or a uh, rushing yards against Dallas? <laughs> well, someday looks like a bloody Eddie on national television. Let me tell you. <laughs> so,
0: if if we if we move things along, just uh, in terms of say the injury updates and the latest news. With a few O-line niggles, uh, Chuma, Adoga, and Zach Martin kind of came out in the, the second half. I don't think there's anything seriously wrong with either of them. Um, Zach looked fine. He was walking around fine. I think Adoga was more precautionary than anything.
1: Yeah. And again, like I mentioned, when T.J. Bass came in, he did a stellar job as well, mm-hmm. filling in for Adoga. So, um, But... I was potentially worried about Zach Martin, how he kind of went down and how mm-hmm. players kind of like trampled over him, type of thing. I was kind of concerned about that. So, um, but it seemed to be just—it's just basically just one of those impact yeah. hits on you when you are down in the ground, and it just seems to wear off as the game progressed. So, I'm not particularly worried. So, yeah. um, as long as he's there for next week and the season and the game after and the game after, I'm I'm happy. So, yeah. Jamie, we heard non-stop during the commentary of the game,
0: Micah Parsons, <laughs> and what was it the game changer? I'm I think game wrecker is far more appropriate for the man.
2: Mm, goes- I, I, th- I think we're I think we're running out of words to say of how good Micah Parsons is in it. Um, it's I seen a, I seen a stat the other day. Um, which actually shocked me that last year he didn't get one first place vote for defensive MVP, which I was like, wow. But and again, we, we can say, yeah, it's two games in, but my God, it's playing at MVP level already. Like I know there's the, the Bosses of the world and and the Miles Garrett of the world, but my God, is is there actually any better defensive player in the NFL than Micah Parsons?
1: according to J.J. Watt, his brother is, but I'm, I just want to know what the what Kool-Aid he's drinking, if that's the case, yeah. <laughs> but because other than the, the fumble recovery touchdown that T.J. Watt did, what she didn't actually cause any disruption for, what else has T.J. Watt done so far in those two games? Mm-hmm. Nothing. What has Micah mm-hmm. Parsons done so far in the season? He's stripped sacked, he's actually went for, a win for uh, the end zone, he's got a front end, to, like He's sacked, he's tackled for loss, he's went from the outside, he's actually went inside against the guards, which was another thing that Bart Scott mentioned saying it's like, Oh, yeah, you will never see Micah Parsons moving the inside, just get a guard on there and force him backwards. Well, that happened. And look, what did just happen is that Micah Parsons breezed past him and got to Zach mm-hmm. Wilson and threw a boom like a throw him about like a sack of potatoes. So there we go. It's like Micah Parsons is the elite right now in yeah. the NFL, not just in the NFC, the NFL, and not just defensive MVP. We're talking. About, I'm talking about overall MVP right now, Chris. Mm-hmm. That's all we seem to be like. Not just us, but this is what our teams are starting to talk about: is how good is Michael Parsons right now? How do you stop a guy like this right now? So, right now, Michael Parsons, is right now, as of right now, is MVP of the league. No quarterback, make a process. It's, it's even crazy to think that if you look back
2: at his college career, he's actually, at the minute, he's not even playing his natural position. He was a linebacker for Penn State. And, yeah. and he's, he's, he's playing defensive end. But I think one of the things that really stood out to me during the game, not and and I don't mean on the field, was um, during the commentary. Where, and it just shows you the mindset he has. He's still a young He's still a young man, still effectively learning his trade, and he's not selling like he's been doing all sorts in the off-season, boxing, etc. And I think with the same one, he's already planned this off-season this off-season coming up to do jujitsu. It's yeah. like he's doing everything to improve every part of his, his game, but also his footwork, his movement, and it's like the, the sky's the limit, and my gosh, you. I I honestly I know we've bad John about I seriously out of all the players uh, I I can't wait to see him play when we go to Texas. Oh, no. the field of, uh, oh no. my
1: god, he, he's much better live in person. I can assure you, mate. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Um, here's the final. Like with this extra change down, like the boxing, which I think is a great idea. It makes you work mm-hmm. on how offensive, linemen hand hand placements are going to be. How to yeah. avoid those hands, like it's how to get, and and here's the thing though, when you're seeing that transpire onto the field, it makes it look so effortlessly, mm. like it made it look so easy, yeah. so I mean, I'm just looking at the stats just now, like, four solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, um, basically, f- and four, Q- four QB hits, and um. And, and not, not just that as well is how he's open. And you mentioned it just earlier there, Jamie, is how. I, I, I was even one of you guys that mentioned it. Is how he's managed to expand the board for the rest mm. of the defense. Steph, like Marquis Bell, Van der ish, also Adigizua, again, mm. proven. He is actually improved, and this is I, I believe this is his third year now. Fourth. Fourth year. So this is here. so this is Osis fourth year, so he's out there to get that bag as well. Don't yep. don't don't forget the forced fumble and fumble recovery
2: and
0: yep. his contribution towards that interception to Jerome Curse as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's relentless, isn't it? Like look at the there was um, the play where he, he burst through, and I, 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 I can't remember who the defensive I was. I don't know if it was Beckett, I could be wrong. Um, And he literally—the only way they could stop him was to pretty much horse-collar him, and and even though they did that, Wilson moved out of the pocket to scramble, and he still chased him.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Was that's what lions
1: do, Jamie? That's what lions do. I, I will say, though, Brian, I do need to mention this, though. When you mentioned yeah. it in regards to the interception there, like, he mm. helped force it and that. If there's one person that helped force it, I know it was later on during the game, but yeah. one one person that forced an interception, uh, which was uh, intercepted by Trevor and Diggs, was actually Neville Gallimore. Yeah. His pressure in that interior was, like, where the hell did that come from? It's like he built all that, that pen frustration for that one snap to get in there and actually force the issue to sack Wilson to throw the ball to Trevon Diggs. I was just yeah. like, this is what we've been looking for for this whole time. From just that one snap, we yeah. just witnessed that. I'm uh, d- like, keep doing what you're doing, Neville, and yeah. it's just it's just going to really help this defense in the interior. Yeah. Um. Sorry, just another piece of news
0: that I, I forgot to mention uh, earlier today. Um, Ronald Jones has a suspension finished, but I believe he was also cut.
1: Yes, he was cut, yes. Uh, yeah. that, that has been reported. And, yeah. uh, I, 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 and I'm and i not sure how true this is. Um, I think Tony Rowe has now been nominated to, for the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's
2: about, about six or seven cowboys in there that's in there. I um, know Nate Newland's one of the names that's on there as well oh
1: Nate has to be one of them Nate has to be one of them very good
0: very good Um, I'm just uh, Paul I'm going to call this one up here for you just Lebarski has brought it up how about that first play on defence genius level coaching staff
1: I can't, I can't, to be perfectly honest, I can barely remember the first play because I was at Top Golf at the time. So, um, me and Lauren were at a NFL Scotland uh, massive meetup. And uh, let's just say I got booed a lot because I ended up stealing all the prizes at that game. <laughs> I won a football helmet, a wee snack helmet thing, and a also a £100 bar tab and two hours of free Top Golf. So, it was a 1 1 for me. But when I won that top prize, the amount of booze I got was ridiculous. So I, but unfortunately, but anyway, but unfortunately, I didn't think I saw the first defensive play well because yeah. I was basically must have been hitting the ball at the time. But <laughs> if Lauren was here, he would definitely seen it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I just, I just pictured shooting McGavin from Adam um, <laughs> Gavin Sandler film when you sent us the picture of you on the the um, driving range thing. <laughs>
1: And there was a good, there was a good turnout of Cowboys fans. I think there was about six of us there. Mm-hmm. So um, we met some new friends. They've now part of the, the the Facebook group. They didn't even know there was a Facebook group, and yeah. uh, to start off with. So we started getting them all followed in and just keep up to date on like for any meetups and stuff like that. So which is great. So it's always it's all good. As as always, the the
0: the comments came in there, and Lebarski and DJ Dog picked it up for me. So the first play on defense, the ball was handed off to Brees Hall, and Tank absolutely smashed him for a four-yard loss on a run play.
1: Oh, that was the first
0: play. Yes, I did see that. I did see, that. I did, I did see that. Yes, I did. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I did.
1: Yeah. Yes, I did see that. That <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's something i saying That one is wow. <laughs> like
0: that was that was a tone setter. It was just like you are not going to run the ball on us tonight.
1: Yeah, it, it, this whole talk about Bryce Hall and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get me wrong; the, the, the kid's talented, but it. Can you remember? Know, well, don't remember? Give me your guy thoughts on this. Do you know when Bryce Hall just looked? He was in fear for his life in that game. Sometimes. I, um, think, I don't
2: think anybody's going to be against this defensive line. Huh?
1: Mm. yeah
0: I mean I don't think he's going to be the only one who's going to be worried about facing this this defensive line well James or, James, James Connor's next so yeah I think James Connor is a better back um, and yeah. he's been a consistent back his whole time in the NFL but um yeah I, don't, I I wouldn't be a fan of facing it but look we're we're nearly half an hour into the show and We'll move along on to the offensive side of the ball. One name we haven't mentioned in the first half hour of this commentary. Dak Prescott went 13 for 13 on his first 13 throws. Mm-hmm.
1: That'll shut up all the critics.
0: Jamie, as a fan of Joe Burrow, discuss your quarterback's play.
2: Oh, Who's not a fan of Joe Burrow? Come on, he's a decent guy, but no. Come on, this... That, that, that first couple of drives with, with those stats, you can't say anything bad about him, can you? That's what you want from your quarterback. You want him to be efficient. You want him to yeah. make make big plays but also protect protect the ball and that's exactly what he did and like you say, Paul touched on it a bit earlier on but like you say, he went 13 for 13 but it wouldn't surprise me if all the haters Looked at the look. The first thing they actually picked up was the first incompletion. Because
1: yeah, yeah,
2: because that's just how this team's looked upon from the outside. In it, it's mm-hmm. let's like, find like everything, everything negative, and it's that same old thing of we um, they talk about us because they want to be us. But yeah, I <laughs> that was that, that really impressed me. From a, from a from a. Could, could you maybe argue this was probably it was one of his best games for the Cowboys just like I say he was very smart never tried well, from what I can remember anyway didn't seem to try and force the ball sometimes we've seen him try to force it mm. he was like I say he was being very smart with the ball and that's what you want from your QB and do you know what I mean I, I've I've, I've bagged him in in the past and said sometimes he's not been good enough but I, my opinion has definitely changed on him and and I think it, I touched on it with Mike earlier when we were talking on, on on his dinner break that I think we're probably going to start seeing the best of Dak you know I mean like it, I think he's, his rookie year he was, he was sensational but I think we're going to see it even see him even better just for the fact that now we seem to have a head coach thankfully he's taken up a play calling but he's going to tailor to what suits Dak and mm-hmm. You're paying Dak. What is it? What are we paying? Is it forty million off of me? I can't remember. Less than that now. Is, is it less yeah. than that now? Is it? Oh, well, oh yeah. So it's, what is it? In, in, in the thirty to forty million are we, And if if you're going to pay a quarterback that much, why are you feeding players in there that you probably know he's maybe not comfortable with, and but giving giving players that is that's, that's going to open the game up and you're going to bring out the best of Dak. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this season progresses because for the first two games, he's really, really impressed me. You could you probably say, has he been the best quarterback in the league so far? I know he's only two games in, but would you really, on the first two weeks showing, would you really want
1: another quarterback under centre? Well, the the well, that's the final, Jimmy. What other quarterback could you really measure that is like a Big highlight reel so far in two weeks. I can't really think of anybody right now. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, Dak hasn't been a highlight reel, but it, what he's playing is he's he's playing simple football. Like, like the coaching are giving him a simple task: how to do the, how to play. Like, yeah. if option one is not available, go to option two. If option two is not available, go to option three. And it's 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 complementary football. It's keeping it nice and simple. Right, and it's and and also we can see that with that he feels a lot more relaxed in the pocket now, mm. right? And it's clearly shown that rather it's handing it off to the run backs or going to the passing game. It seems to be and and it seems to be working so far. So long lay that may continue. Like I don't want like don't get me wrong. It's great seeing these big massive plays when you're under pressure. Yeah, mm. that's true and stuff like that. But. At any time, we didn't, we don't, we've not had to force to play these big plays. We're not yeah. being under pressure at all, so there's no need to be over the top. So credit to Mike McCarthy for doing that, and also credit for Dak Prescott for keeping the. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, is keeping the ball moving forward, just keeping it nice and simple, just keep moving the chains up to the end zone. Do, yeah. do you know
2: one of the things I loved? I don't know if anybody
1: caught it. There was an
2: interview about. It. I'm sure they were on about um, kind of That's obviously his, his efficiency with no interceptions, etc. And they were, they were talking about how he um, last year he, he threw quite a bit, but then like it he was it he was he, like kind of did some of that you don't really see from Dak because he, he, he not that he wasn't professional because he always is, but like you say, like he always. He'll sometimes sit on the fence warning in his in his fingers and he won't give too much away. But then he was like, Well, what about the previous year? What about the previous year? You what about the pre-? You're not yeah. talking about those where we're efficient with the ball, but you're talking about a season where I had the highest picks, and it's like you know, like you sit you sit, you sit, you sit there going, Go on, Dak, give it me go
1: on, lads. See yeah. again, this kind of goes back to because it's Dak Prescott, it's the mm. Dallas Cowboys. We're yeah. not seeing other quarterbacks get as scrutinised. Compared mm-hmm. to Dak. Wasn't um Joe Burrow one of the interception machines last year, or I'm trying to think who else was in Josh, interception. Allen. Josh Allen. Oh. Josh Allen, there you go. Yeah. Did he get that scrutiny? No. He actually got more interceptions than Dak last year. Mm-hmm. And um so where's his scrutiny? Where's his scrutiny right now compared to Dak? Like Josh Josh Allen's supposed to be uh one of the top elite quarterbacks right now. Mm. But he's not playing like it. Yeah. So where's his where's like I'm just asking for a fair spread of criticism right now? That's it. That is my jet where it comes to the mainstream media and the journalists out there. It just seems to be they use Dallas as a stepping stone just to get clicks and views and whatever. I'm and I'm sick of it. I mm. really am. It's like if you want to be a proper journalist, be fair and equal. Yeah. So, you've you've kind of both touched
0: on a point I wanted to kind of make here around Dak and the, the way the game is, is going under M- Mike McCarthy's leadership. And a few comments have, have come in here from Lebarski in terms of, love the weird play where the whole team just slid left and he hit Lamb on a short pass. DJ Dog saying, noticed a new wrinkle on a fence, threw a screen pass to Dowdy with Lukey blocking ahead of him. okay And... It's, I think one thing all of us wanted was that Dak wasn't having to throw for 400 yards a game. We want to see that balance between the running game, the passing game. And I think we saw that pretty much against the Jets. I think it was pretty It was pretty much maybe 45, 55 in terms of pass run rate. But, you know, it, it was balanced. And you're not relying on Dak to get you out of a game.
1: Mhm. I agree, I totally agree with you again it's just Mike McCarthy has finally found a way how to get the best out of that by mm-hmm. not making him force these unnecessary passes watch Kelly Moore it's clearly showing that now, right now he's basically ruined Justin Herbert's reputation right now, we're seeing a lot of flack on him right now, it's like mm-hmm. oh is Herbert now a top 10 quarterback after the first two games, <laughs> we're seeing those big question marks, if there's a person yeah. to blame it's your offensive coordinator. He's the one that's calling the plays here. Yeah, but I mean, and and you've, you've not just
2: that, but you've you franchise tagged you running back, and you're paying him what I think you say about eleven million on the tagging it.
0: Just shy of eleven yeah. million.
2: Yeah, you're paying your quarterback in the thirty million dollar region. So you, a lot of the time, you're gonna you're gonna lean on him a lot more than anybody else on the team, but you've also got to remember there's no way you you want to be giving Dak 40 50 60 passes a game you just mm-hmm. you' gonna wear him out so you paying you're your you're paying you' starting running back 11 million let him pound the ball I know he's mm-hmm. not the, the Zeke kind of runner but it can make people miss it can change the direction of a play in the blink of an eye so yeah. you know what I mean use that I like saying and if and if you have it, then rely on Dak. We saw it loads of times, didn't we? We we we, we Romo. If you throw throwing forty times a game, your defense is absolutely gash, mm. and they just the, the the leaking points for fun. Whereas this this can only benefit us because like I said that the less Dak having a throw, but also not not having to chase games because the defense is playing so is playing so well, isn't it? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a top tier level of play off everybody on the team because, like I say, cause it's so well balanced that yeah. it's almost easy. Sometimes not that it is, but if you if you get what I mean, that it's you, you're not having to go out of your comfort zone to, to win games. You, you you're sticking to what you know, and yeah. the longer you can keep playing that, it's, it's better, isn't it?
0: And. To be fair, like Lebarski and Mark are kind of backing that point up, Jamie, in terms of saying, unlike Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy is able to see this team as a defence first, and he plays to that strength. And then Mark is saying, McCarthy is a great offensive mind and with a progressive game plan based on how the game plays out. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have a slightly different take from Lebarski on it's a defence first. I think... Our offense and defense play complementary football. I think
1: there's. no difference. Oh no, I, th- I think uh, what he's meaning is like the Jets' yeah. defense. Like so, he's reading it. Like he's reading. And f- correct us yeah. if we're wrong. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I believe he's trying to say that uh, he's reading their defense first. Like ah because- yes,
0: I guess, I guess what you're saying, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean. It, 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 You kind of touched on the next point I wanted to go to Jamie there In terms of Tony Pollard I mean his statistics were He carried the ball 25 times On Sunday He also had 7 catches Out of the backfield as well You know I mean That's pretty much bell cow work for someone And really? I mean I've always said I don't think he's a bell cow I, I still wouldn't maintain He is because I think the more explosive plays came when Deuce Vaughn was in, when Rico Dowdle was in. But is that any different to last season where Elliot where Zeke was the was the pounder and Pollard was making all the highlight reel of plays?
1: It, it kind of feels like the exact same scenario from last year, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still do miss Zeke like for the yeah. contribution he's dead to that, but... Obviously the coaches see differently and it's clearly shown that like Pollard has been playing like an RB1 right now. So um and the other running backs we do have in place when Dowdo and Vaughn have been very complimentary. Like and they're and they're giving Dak more options as well. So um but yeah. Yeah.
0: And Jamie, I'm just gonna throw this one to you from DJ Dog. He says there's no reason to force the pass downfield in once the score was twenty-six ten and McCarthy didn't need to do it. Complimentary, I mean, I think that sums it
2: up. Yeah. I think, yeah, perfectly and I know we kind of touched on it a little a little bit in, in the admin group where we were all chin throughout the game. Um mm. in terms of the red zone efficiency, now if that if that was a game where the Cowboys were, were losing, mm. it's like I think what I think what was it the first I think one we of the first five red zone trips two touchdowns three field goals yeah now if that's now if that's a playoff game you're looking at it and going that needs to be better that needs to be either the other way around the three for two or it needs to be four to one for touchdowns but yeah it's the start of the season the game was just, the game was essentially over even yeah you know I mean but it's... yeah
0: don't
2: risk anybody take take the points because the Jets were never going to get back into the game. No disrespect to them. They just, they just yeah. weren't. It was just, it was just more of a, a matter of when the Cowboys were going to take the back game by the scruff of the neck and, and go and blow it out, essentially. Um, but it's not going to be like that every week, but it, it's, it's definitely, it's nice to see it. Um, I think the only I I would have liked to have seen was probably taking the stars out just because mm-hmm. the game was over. Mm-hmm. But I also see the point of keeping them in because they, they essentially didn't play any preseason games, and mm-hmm. um, so the game time is good. But you just when you get to them kind of games, you just think, right, it's over. Just the last thing we need is an injury. And I say then you, we get the scare. We Zach Martin towards the end of the game, and it's like, no, 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 please don't do it to us. And Kind of as we touched on
0: again, it's it's a new system. They're showing a different wrinkle. You don't want to open up the whole playbook in the first two weeks of the season. But Paul, I'm going to come back to this comment because I could see your reaction to it in terms of Tony Pollard. Nervsky mm-hmm. said, "I love Pollard's game. That's a Texas coast back right there. The catches weren't huge burners, but they were effective."
1: And he sums it up perfectly here. This was a game of death by a. That bit there is death by a frozen cuss, is what really sunk in I was like, ooh. I was like, yeah, that, yeah. It it was like a slow dissection of breaking a team down. And that, again, it goes back to the words we've been using, is what the the comments have been using, is complimentary football. Yeah. Can I just add one thing? Just in it, it it was one of the highlights of the night
2: for me. I say just because they're they're all playing with a swag at the minute, and like it's even coming off to the to the coaches, and they actually zoomed in on it and they had a bit of a common common abide in there. Mike McCarthy, like you normally, you'll see coaches call plays, and they'll have the and or the play the, the play sheet. Over the mouth so they can't see, it. and he's just walking around with it. So it's like going, I'm, I don't care if you want on a lip read I, I'm, go, I'm going to call this play, and he's like, you, you try, you try a bit and see if you've got someone that can lip read because you're not going to stop us. And I was like, this is, this is, this is what we've been missing, and and I don't want to blow the trumpet like I said because it's only two games in, but yeah, like like I said, we've all everyone's touched on it in the comments, everyone's touching in the Facebook group and the Twitter pages. There's a different swag to these Cowboys this season, and apparently, like I, I don't know if Paul, was, was you, Paul mentioned it. Apparently, the comments coming out of training camp, it apparently just feels different around the whole organization off the field as well. So there's, something that's finally clicking into place.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just want to throw out some little stat lines here, like for the two for the first first two weeks, right? So. The Cowboys are currently number one overall in terms of points. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the wrong sound. <laughs> oh. Yes, and that's a Oh God, I've, I'm pure made of, I'm pure man. In the top ten in terms of rushing, the number one in sacks, the number one in turnover. And what was the last one? Uh, Number one in yards allowed. There you go. That Uh, was what I was meant to do. Every player was supposed to be a boom, but I (laughs) screwed up.
0: Yeah. And, and before we jump on to the defence I'm just going to bring up Mark's point here because it, it does kind of feeds into the point you were both making he says some people say that I, I'm assuming he means Kavante Turpin here and Deuce Vaughan are used for so-called gadget plays but the coach has a specific time when they're called upon to contribute It's it, everybody's contributing like I mean there was five or six different players were running and um, The ball was spread about. You know, it wasn't like obviously CD Lamb obviously had 13 catches, 143 yards. But apart from that, I don't think anyone had more than 20 yards, but it was just distributed out. Everyone was getting touches. Really?
2: No, sorry, I will. I, will, I will let you. I will let you go, We're both in there, Paul, oh, so, but, yeah. so, so,
1: so, Sorry, I was actually <laughs> responding to something else there. Sorry. I know. Um, but no, yeah, it's that's what that's what you want. Like you say, you pay. Him,
2: oh, see, see, the, the Lamb's clearly that the number one is going to get a lot more majority of the touches. Yeah. Which it, it, it's like that for any team, but then it's what can the guys underneath him do when the when their number's called, and at the minute that we're getting it. Like I say, the, all of the Titans were involved. Everybody down the depth chart for um, the wide receivers were involved. All three running backs were involved. That's what you want. Like you say, you, you're, taking a lot, you're taking a lot of the pressure off every single player to be the main focal point. And mm-hmm. like you say, it's, hard, it's harder, to, harder for teams to to defend against because he's not going to know who's going to get the ball it's just a shame we didn't have this offence or or, sorry or or this style that the coaches are implementing in in the 2014 team because that that team apart from and we we got on about it but apart from the bogus call in in the Packers game that team was destined to go to the Super Bowl and it's a shame that this offense, this offensive and defensive scheme, isn't being used on them because it would have been fun to see. And, and but we're gonna get we're gonna get the fruits of it now. Um, so long may well, it continue,
0: because
2: it don't matter to me if Turpin's getting the ball, or if Parsons getting the ball, or if anybody gets it. I mean, we've got trust in these guys that when their number's called, they're gonna make a play. Yeah.
0: But who was the coach who put us out of both of those years, Jamie? Can,
2: can, can we mute this? Gaze up his top corner because he's... This it, this should have said. Pointed it, it's, a, it's
0: the guy that's in the building. It's you know it's Mike McCarthy who's, who's now our head coach. Um, Joe just came in with great comments and I want to get both of your <laughs> opinions on this. Um, Michael Gallup, is there a concern? No. Or do you feel he'll get his touches in the next couple of games?
1: I think it's just based on the scenario, based on who you're mm-hmm. played up against, based yeah. on your head-to-head, who's Gallup up against, who's Lam up against. Yeah. If it's working for one person, why divert away from it just to help complement someone else to give them those extra stat yards?
2: Yeah. Again,
1: he is a wide receiver number two. Don't forget that. Yeah. Right? He's not supposed to get as many targets as Lam. So, I think I'm not particularly worried. I think the touchdowns or whatever, and that they're all going to come as the season unfolds. Just remember, as well, he is this is his full season coming back from the end. Like, even though he featured last year, but he was never 100%. He got rushed back from injury way too soon just to play football because we were really down when it comes to our wide right receiver course. So, yeah. for him to have the off season get himself back up to it. He looked great in camp, etc. In fact, all of our wide receivers look good in uh, training camp. So I am not worried one single bit at all.
0: Jamie, give us your thoughts there.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as Paul, and Paul touched on the exact reason why Why I'm not worried. Like I say, it's his first season where he's, he's fully fit. And like you said, I, I wonder if the coaching staff are taking him into account Last season, obviously, that the fact that he had he had to be rushed back, we had no choice really. And um, and it's like now he's back to full to full health. Let's lower his workload a little bit just to just to compensate for how much they had to put on him too early last season.
0: Yeah, and is I suppose look, we 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 kind of touched on it when we were talking about Dak. Obviously, Dak's not having to throw the ball down the field as much. And I mean, that really is Michael Gallup's game, is kind of stretch the defense that little bit down the boundaries. Um, so maybe because you're not having to play that game, you're not having to chase that game, you're not having to have Michael Gallup make those types of plays.
1: Mm.
0: But... Look, we're, we're, we're 55 minutes and we haven't really got on to the fun topic yet. So let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. And Aubrey, we
1: trust. And Aubrey, we trust.
0: <laughs> I'll, I, I'll pull that one up. So, uh, Lebarski wants to know is Brandon Aubrey in the Ring of Honor yet? <laughs>
1: Well, I would say if things were premature, then I would say that was premature. But for now, Aubrey's—he's ticking all the boxes right now. Like he's—he's he's been very—he's been very accurate. Like besides the one yeah. from the Giants game where he was unexpectedly jumping on because it was literally a special teams um, effort that caused the field goal—the uh, yeah. um, uh, extra points, the extra Sorry, reason. so. Not enough time to warm up, so you could put all that aside. But anything besides that onwards, he's been spot on.
0: Jamie, what did you make in the fifty-five yard field goal?
2: What you want? It's what you want from your kickers in it? Like, this should be pretty. Uh, there should be. There should, be, well, say it should be, There should be automatic from from um, the point point after attempt. Hmm. Um, and I, I, can't remember which. I know it's from Carboys.com. It, I think last season. It could be. It, it, it could be wrong when I say Nicky Spagnola could wrong, But yeah, they should also be automatic from thirty-five. Yeah. Pushing forty. Yeah, like I said, he, he, had, he had he had the missed PAT last week, but like I said, conditions. His first his first attempt in the NFL can let him off for that, but he's he's been has been on point ever, ever since. Mm. <laughs> hopefully, we've hopefully we've um, we've come to the, the end of the horror kicker shows that we've had since we since we um, we let Dan Bailey go because we we've, we've really struggled since then. Mm. So hopefully, Touchwood is looking good. Long they continue.
0: So, Paul, top defense. Top defence, what do you want me to talk
1: about? You you have the floor, sir. Well, for the first two weeks, um, we're number one in turnovers, we're number one in sacks, we're number one in yards against. We've given up the least amount of yardage. Um, Our front four have been nothing but pressure, pressure, pressure. Our linebackers have been covering like absolute ball hawks. Mm -hmm. Our secondary have been nothing but phenomenal. Diggs, Gilmore, Marquise Bell. I mean, this is just all credit to the one and only Mr. Dan Quinn and his coaching staff. Mm. Like, retaining him has been an absolute blessing for us to move forward. And uh, it's just been phenomenal. Also, the Gazoo, and and, and boss just brought the comment, also as a dog. He is really coming into his own right now in this, these first two games yeah. as our free tech. Like, don't get me wrong, like give Mazzy Smith time and yeah. Hank and obviously Hank is like but they're there to stop people from uh getting into the A gaps. Like yeah. when it comes to pass protection, like those guys are designed to get double teams, so don't expect big massive plays from those guys. Like mm-hmm. if they do get a massive play, then that's an absolute bonus. But the the guys in the interior that are supposed to get the plays, the ones that are supposed to break the mould is your Free techs, your Osas, even like a Gallimore and Chuck, like and even if you yeah. move like a so Chancy Goldstone in there as well, all those guys that fit in the Free Tech position. And we even saw Michael Parsons fit into the Free Tech position at one point as well. And look what happened there. He absolutely ragged all the of left guard a right guard, sorry, and yeah. got to Zach Wilson and did as we celebrated a line dance. So
0: Jamie, some, something I saw um, on su- Sunday night was a lot of five-man fronts. And I think your own Aiden Derde from the UK deserves a lot of credit for the work he's doing. I've seen a lot of people mention the fact that if Dan Quinn does go back to a head coaching position, Aidan Derde is going to be getting a lot of calls for defensive
2: coordinator roles. Well, I think you're right. He's, he's been flying under the red irony for a while and i know we we caught glimpses of, of it um, on the hard-docs one before I went the the, the, t- the, the team they have a lot of respect for him listen mm-hmm. to what he's saying and and, Im- and implement the, the techniques and and everything that they're given him i just the only thing about this defense is like it's it feels very it kind feels of like kind of the opposite of what we were talking about, Dak. In terms of everyone's picking up on the negative things of Dak, but mm-hmm. nobody's talking about this defense. And hopefully, they they're using this to kind of have a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Because not saying that they're as good as, but I think was it the, was it the 94 Cowboys defense that? Not one of them got picked to the Pro Bowl, but it was the best defense in the NFL that that year. Yeah, yeah. and th- this is—I know it's still in the season, but it's uh, nobody's talking about this defense. Like I said, yeah, Micah Parsons is heading shoulders above. Uh, I mean, in terms of like the, the standout person, like when you mention the Cowboys' defense, everybody—ninety-nine point nine percent of people will say Micah Parsons. But everybody else, because of how well he's playing, he, everyone else is raising their game. Like you say, I mm-hmm. see them all now, and it's it's not like, everyone wants to get involved. And you see, you see players getting upset if they don't make make a tackle or if they miss a tackle. It's because because mm-hmm. they're, they're clearly having a lot of fun, and it's like and it's there's just this. There's this vibe and this buzz around around this defence. We've been, I know I've been banging on the drum, but for a front 3 free a front four, however you want to name it, to be so dominant, mm. and we've we, we finally got it. And, and this front seven, I'd put our front seven up against anybody's front seven in the, in the NFL at the minute.
0: Yeah. Just a uh, just a small note before we continue. A couple of people have brought this up, and our own lauren has has brought it up. Anthony Brown has signed with the 49ers.
1: Oh interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that is just one for your calendars. Um Paul, in terms of you mentioned it earlier, the pressure that was coming on in the pocket. And that was, as you say, that was your three techs pushing right up on top of Zach Wilson. Yeah. You mentioned Gallimore's, Gallimore's um, impact on the on the interception that uh, Trevon Diggs had.
1: Yeah.
0: Gallimore had more than that. And I mean, just, oh, if, yeah. just explain to us in terms of what that impact that, you know, that you have from your one and three techniques, putting pressure on the pocket. How does that impact the game?
1: right so your free tech is basically the guy that really does kind of like obviously with your defensive ends they're coming from the outside and really to try and close the pocket from the outside mm-hmm. so it leaves it's really up to really the free tech to really get in to the pocket from the middle mm-hmm. so for having to cause pressure to force like said so quarterbacks out the pocket it it, it it's, it's very vital if you're running a 4-3 defence. You're not going to get that way a 3-4. The person that's going to cause that disruption in a 3-4 defence like the Giants is your linebackers, and we mm-hmm. didn't see any of that. They were yeah. getting picked up right in centre. So for Lyssa Osa to really create those instant plays and Lyssa Gallimore creating those pressures to really like close in the, the peripheral for the quarterback in particular because yeah. they're not going to look side to side for screen passes in this instance yeah. it's going to be forward down the field so if you're shortening the gap between like like the less you can see off the field up ahead the more you're going to make the quarterback cause a mistake and that's what mm. Osa and Neville Gallimore did in this game like Gallimore in particular the play that you just mentioned it but also yeah. in general throughout the whole game was causing that he like was it was just I just, I just can't kind of help just like really emphasize how well our defensive line as a whole are playing right now. So, and and I don't want to get way too excited about it because yeah. obviously I want to try and keep a level head about it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm 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 f- from what I'm seeing so far, we're we're doing what everyone's supposed to be doing. It's what what Bill yeah. Belichick always says is do your job, and that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. And
0: Jamie, again, something else I noticed consistently throughout the game was not only were the Cowboys shedding blocks, but they were getting the hands up, they were getting the hands in around Zach Wilson, so that he never had time to to, to make a pass.
2: The the hungry—that's what it is, like you say. This it all stems from the from the coaching staff, like you say. This this coaching staff. It, they've got a lot of consistency in terms of there's been no, no real turnover of the staff they, they get another year under the same mm-hmm. system there's just obviously there's I don't, I, I don't know I don't think I, I don't think you could put your finger on any one thing like I say it's just everything's clicking there's mm-hmm. There's, there's this, just this renewed enthusiasm around the whole team, and it's it's stemming right through every everybody. I mean, it's they're taking their opportunities, and
0: yeah,
2: when when they're on the field, they're making sure that, that they're leaving it all out there. And it's, I said, and I touched on it on your last question, but it's it, we finally get a defense that. We we've been praying for that's that can get the the offense out of a out of a pickle, but also if it has a bad game, it, it we, we know they they can go on there and one play will probably change the course of a game. Yeah. Just
0: something Lebarski has touched on here, and look, like, like I'm not trying to get too far ahead, obviously with you know the pregame show coming up, but when Donovan Wilson comes back we'll have four saf- we could have four safeties on the time oh, uh, on the field at times Dan Quinn is a wizard i mean Dan Quinn's defensive system allows his 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 safeties to drop into the box and play as linebackers at times so i think i think we saw it over the weekend there were times where there was only one linebacker on the field and they were playing that sort of stacked defense of 5 3 and 3 you know, yeah, do you think we'll yeah. see more of that
1: over the course of the season? Potentially. I mean, I think the best way to describe this defense is a mixture of four three and hybrid. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would say it's a more of a hybrid defense than yeah. a four three sometimes because you do get your five star defensive flaming with the three um, safeties becoming linebackers, etc., and yeah. whatever and that. Um, but yeah, i I'm, I'm just. I'm just very impressed in general just how Dan Quinn for the this is now his third season now third season yeah yep. and we just seem to be getting better and better under Dan Quinn and yeah. it, it, and there's a reason why we gave him that money to stay mm-hmm. and, he wanted, and he wanted to stay, he feels as though he's got unvisioned he wants to win us a Super Bowl end of the day Dan Quinn could put Neville Gallimore
2: at safety and he would make it work that's that's how much of a wizard he is he just literally he and I, I know I, I know i'm exaggerating but but you, but you, you get what i mean don't you? like you say it's yeah. just that good that it could make something that's not the norm the norm in this defense and it
1: wouldn't it wouldn't look out of place basically what you're trying to say jim is you can put a piece of poo into it and turn it into gold
2: yeah, but probably not as defined as that. Like, yeah, I'm not saying, yeah. Like you said, I'm not <laughs> saying that he's playing the, shit, he's playing the crap. But you, get what, you get what I mean, don't you? Like, yeah. he, could, he, could, he could put us free at linebacker and make it work. Yeah, you know I mean? It's, it's just, that's how good he he and his coaching staff are.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to be realistic. There's no way I can keep up with those boys. No chance. No <laughs> man, idea. come on.
2: You know if you pull that star on your army, man, you'd be, oh, you'd be...
1: Dude, like... I'm one. I'm basically one pancake away from being disabled on a wheelchair. Put it that <laughs> way.
2: I'm, I'm one pancake away from being full. No, <laughs> oh, it's it,
1: it's getting
0: it's getting to that time of the night where we're knocking out the cliches and the dad jokes. Oh, oh. And, J,
1: and Jamie's disappeared. <laughs> the Yorkshire Internet is back Yep, the Leeds internet connection has struck again. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh Joe Joe was saying Calvin or Dan Quinn couldn't make Calvin Joseph work.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair point. That's a very yeah. fair point. Um mm. do we really know if Calvin Joseph was really a player that Dan Quinn actually wanted, or was that more of a mm. best player available type of thing from mm. Like Wilmer Clay, like don't, and and that's the final. Like Wilmer Clay and that, they hardly miss. But I find they didn't anticipate that Kelvin Joseph would have fell down as bad as he went as he came to the Cowboys. Like there was a lot of promise about Kelvin Joseph, and we were kind of excited about it when we did draft him. Like there was there was parts of his game that we did like about, but he just never exceeded those expectations. And because he was a second round draft pick, he just didn't. And yeah, and I don't think with him being like a pure corner pretty Mm. much. Yeah. And how Dan Quinn's system works with having that with Daggs and Gilmore, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And how we use our safeties and that uh, to become like, like, I didn't think there was actually going to be a spot for him even rotation that way and i don't think he actually adjusted i think he was just purely wanting to play as a corner really he was was not adapting well to sudden like dropping down to maybe like linebacker or anything like that or switch over to a safety role or whatever i don't think he had that flexibility about him and that's one thing that unfortunately not all draft picks do yeah. walk out, and again, it kind of goes back to my old saying: the draft pick is a lottery, hundred
0: percent. and
1: just, it, and not just, not just kind of draft picks. Like I say it's just, and
2: we, we can go back a few years ago, and I mean, it, it, it was cracking in Kansas City, and and an all-round top guy. But when when we brought Brandon Carr in and give him all that money, it just, it just Dallas just wasn't the wasn't the right fit. Like we, we saw flashes of him, and it just like you say, just every now and again, players sadly slip through the cracks and yeah. don't fit. Like you said, and, and and when you talk about draft picks, probably the one that's closest to him lately, is obviously that he's more playable. He just he came out of college with all this hype, and he just didn't, fit, he just didn't fit well in Dallas. It's just one of them yeah. things, isn't it? You're always going to get the odd one, but I think if you looked over out of a Dan Queen's coaching history, you, you've probably got a lot more hits than misses.
0: Yeah. Just uh bringing up Lebarski's comment here, coming from someone who wasn't a fan of the pick, man, I wish we so bad we were seeing overshone in this defence. Hell yeah. There we go. But gentlemen, look, it's nearly an hour and 15 minutes, so I, I, I'm sure... We need to start wrapping up. Is there anything else from Sunday's game you would like to discuss?
1: I think we're all good, actually. Yeah,
0: Jamie, I'll throw it to you.
2: I, I don't have anything else to touch on on the game. It, it, the Cowboys got a—you a, could call it essentially a blowout win, yeah. two zero. Cowboys on um, Cowboys run New York.
1: <laughs> absolutely um, well, we can always go for the trifecta later on in the season
0: yes yeah. Yes, we can but as we say let's get out of here Paul I'm going to get you to bring up the old uh, Cowboys experience and give Barry and the team a shout out
1: yes so guys if you're planning going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year be sure to go and check out cowboysexperience.com for game tickets, stadium tours, meet and greets, and much, much more. Also, if you do set the Global Cowboys Experience, be sure to use our promo code Cowboys. because guys, what do we get? Free stuff! Yes. Chocolate so pudding.
0: Chocolate pudding. <laughs> chocolate pudding. That's chocolate what we need. Jamie, talk about the biggest event of the year.
2: So, we are a Pretty much two months away, the UK Cowboys 2023 group trip to see the Cowboys take on one of those crappy Washington. teams from the NFC East on Thanksgiving. Um, we There's still plenty of places left, on if people want to join, there's Paul and Mike have been working their butts off to make sure it's a memorable one. There's all sorts of planned meet. Meet-ups, meet-and-greets, um, tours of the stadium, the staff, decent, st- decent seats in the, in the stadium, tailgating, you name it. It's every stone that has been unturned. If you want to join, there's still time. Hit us up on the socials or hit up our sponsors and um, Cowboys Experience for more info. And what
0: about the fact people might get to have a beer with us.
1: That's always, a, that's always a bonus.
2: Yeah, but yeah, that that's just a given anyway, isn't it? So it's like we would sit at a bus stop and we'd have a drink with any other Cowboys fan.
1: Yeah.
0: Guys, just look in the private chat there for a minute and I'll give the final shout out. Um if I can find us. No, I can't. But uh yeah, but obviously look, folks, make sure and check out our fellow content creators. Uh, make sure and check out Cowboys Media. Make sure and check out the likes of Paul and Mike who are contributing over on blogging the boys as well. Um everyone is putting out plenty of content. You will not be disappointed in anything you see there. Um
1: yeah,
0: just, one. Yeah,
1: yeah, just think... oh. yeah. yeah yeah, go for it, go for it.
0: Yeah, obviously, look, we have gotten through most of this uh, broadcast, but, of course, we would like to pass on our condolences as a group um, to our good friends over at the the UK Patriots. Um, There was a very unfortunate incident which happened at their game on Sunday night. Um, it's, It's hard to comment on it, and it's hard to comment on what has been shown on social media around that incident, but... You know, guys, if you if you is there anything you'd like to say on that?
1: See, uh, yeah, it's just our condolences to the fan and it's and the fan's family and friends, mm-hmm. really. It's yeah, it's just yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I mean, until
2: you until you mentioned it in the in the chat a bit, there, I, I didn't even know what what had happened, but it's yeah, it's sad. when I say it, thoughts and prayers with. With, with the fan base and, and the 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 fan and the fans, family and friends, it's awful. Yeah.
0: Well, look on on a on a brighter note. Thursday night here at nine o'clock in the UK and Ireland. Paul, Mike, and the team will be back to preview the Cardinals game. Um, anything else we're missing out on,
1: gents? Or can we wrap it up? I think we're all good, man.
0: All right. It is a good night for me. I'll pass it off to these fine gentlemen.
1: As always, Dallas forever, belly for another. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Make sure you tune
2: in with Mike and Paul and the guys. Thursday, real Sunday, go Cowboys. Let's go. Good night.